Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, my name is Kenyon. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Lucy. And my name is Amanda. Why are we doing that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I pre-gamed a little bit. So you guys, you guys. Today I came home from class, and before I left for class, I had set my Roomba to clean, scaring my animals. And I get home and the Roomba's not in its dock, and I'm like, where is it? It had gone into the bathroom and just died there. It's just in my, like it closed the door a little bit behind oh, no. itself and it couldn't get out so i'm sure it just like rattled around in there and then the battery just died there's got to be a better way like i love it i feel like at 10 years from now we're gonna be like can you believe that we had roombas, roombas. <laughs> and they just randomly wandered the so floor. good can you but believe we a- used to have charging docks for our electronics uh, I can't wait Uh, for that time to be over. But there was a recent news article about like a a person who came home and thought there was an intruder locked in their bathroom (laughs) and they called 911 and the police came and went into the bathroom and it was just (laughs) the Roomba banging around in the bathroom. (laughs) I was like, this happened to me, basically. Just thought I'd share. (laughs) All right. Well, perfect. Non sequitur. Um, we have a very special, very, very special (laughs) fan pick (laughs) this week, brought to you by John Linehan, Mm. and John has knocked this one straight out of the park, (laughs) Um, because the topic choice is Foreskin forensics. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. I get yeah. the heebs so bad when I think about it. I the know. But I, no offense to like men and their bodies. I think all bodies are beautiful. But for some reason, the concept of foreskin just heebs me the fuck out. I don't really? know why. I love an uncut man. Uh, I've <laughs> never yeah. even touched one. What? I've never had one in my life, which is probably why they haunt me so. Basically, once you get down to business, there's no difference. And who wants to deal with the peen before Mm -hmm. that? That's my point. The peen before that. The peen outside of the bedroom. It's just like, oh, what? I don't understand you. I love peen both in and outside of the bedroom. I love uncut peen. You know what my favorite thing is about uncut peen? You know those toys in the 90s (laughs) that are like basically a plastic (laughs) tube full of like gelatin and like floating fish. Colored water. And the tube has like a hole through the middle. And you can like stick your fingers up through it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That is what an uncut man 
A soft, uncut man is that toy. Thousand percent. That's the only thing thing. I can like substantially relate to when it comes to foreskin. That's the only thing that makes sense. That that makes a logical Mm -hmm. connection. Well, that's keep your foreskin clean, friends. Mm-hmm. We'll, yeah. get we'll get there. We'll get there. Gladly, gladly <laughs> hang out with your foreskin. All right. Well, uh, let's get to maybe the highlight of this episode, which is the <laughs> yeah. wine pairing. Amanda, speaking, take it away. Speaking <laughs> of foreskin. <laughs> and this is not me misreading the label this time. I swear to God. <laughs> We are if you quite mess literally. Re- if you mess up this one, I have concerns. I'm I I couldn't mess it up. It's too perfect. This is paired with Jost Vineyard's Four Skins Red <laughs> out of Nova Scotia, Canada. <laughs> and wasn't this John's idea? The Vineyard's oh, yeah. pick. Just yep. hats off, literally it's, and figuratively, to you. It's too brilliant. Coats so, off to you. circumcisions to you um so this red blend is made up of four uh nova scotia grape varietals like they are unique to the region and that is why i have never heard of them um the four skins (laughs) slash grapes are Castel, oh, no. which is a red wine grape that's used for color and structure. It also brings a touch of underlying raisin and dried fruit character to the wine. <laughs> raisin. raisin. God, <laughs> this is just getting worse. <laughs> Everything <laughs> makes me think of penis. <laughs> but what else uh, is new, really? Uh, a lot of these I can't pronounce. Marichal Folk. nailed it (laughs) this is another red wine grape that brings blackberry dark cherry and plum like two plums characteristics leon milo which is lighter fruit aromatics like sour cherry and raspberry which lift the palate they bring blood rushes to the palate and lucy coleman what? Uh, which grounds the blend with dark fruit aromatics, chocolate, and coffee notes and adds weight, like mm. depth and weight to the Ooh, mouth. Girth. Body weight. These Girthy grapes are girth thickness. <laughs> These grapes are grown in Nova Scotia's unique terroir, which is created by the slope of the land, the warm waters of the Northumberland Strait. Mm. Um, and the lack of fog. And so the grapes are carefully selected and then fermented in their skins. And this <laughs> yields a full-bodied wine with a hint of impulsiveness. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but I love it. <laughs> um, this is an award-winning wine. It's deeply satisfying. Don't with worry, I'm going to go taste hue. some foreskins. Yeah, I'm going to go sip on a foreskin. Ooh, don't you worry, guys. I spit it out. This was also mentioned on uh, when Jay Leno had a show. He would do like the funny headlines. (laughs) And in 2013, they won a bunch of awards. So it was like printed in Canadian newspapers that they had won these awards. And so Jay Leno (laughs) did like a bit during his headlines bit about foreskins. It's named that because it's funny, right? I mean that and because it uses those four unique 
Nova Scotia grapes. But yeah, but it's like tongue in cheek. They they're in mm-hmm. on the joke. Okay, good. They're fully in on the joke. Like the first I'm doing, line. I'm doing a blowjob tongue in cheek motion, but uh, it doesn't we all, we all now. saw it. Yeah. The first line on their website <laughs> about this wine in particular is quote, Jost Foreskins is more than just a cheeky name. Oh, okay. so like they know. Send uh, just no note, nothing, but just a copy of this podcast to <laughs> Colin Jost. Be oh like, here, well, Jost, we covered your foreskins. Oh, gross. Maybe wait until after you hear my case, though, because it will crush you. <laughs> oh, my case is funny. We yeah, swapped. I know. We swapped. We swapped roles today. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know how you sleep at night. Because <laughs> I've been awake for 48 hours Only thinking about this case <laughs> Anyway This uh, We're going to pop this foreskin <laughs> ah, Jesus Christ <laughs> We're going to circumcise the uh, mm-hmm. uh, The bottle Cork Using a nice pop wine key We're going to cut off store. the foil first <laughs> <laughs> Wine and Crime Podcast at BigCartel.com. A foil moil. <laughs> yes. <gonna, laughs> actually, yes. Kenyon, my case is totally your fault because I was like at a loss to be able to find a case. And I'm lamenting in our group chat about how I can't find a case. And Kenyon's like, look up murderous moils. <laughs> <laughs> Which I can I'm only hear in that accent. Murderous prepping moil. for Passover. So I'm yeah. like in it right now. And I was like, LOL, okay. Oh, great. The darkest case I've covered. Can't wait. <laughs> anyway, are we ready to pop? Ready. Yes. Lucy is rocking the pop this week. And pop and circumstance. Yet again, I'm going to put it between my legs to get a good grip on Hey, <laughs> when you find a technique that works, stick with it. It is the dick episode, so makes sense. Ready? Put it between your legs. Yes. Yep. Ready. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Ooh, oh. that was wet. That was, that was really premature so wet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right. hey, hey, it happens to everybody. I am pouring some more wine. No shame. Yes. Oh, also, everyone, listeners, we will be recording a drunk dive right after this episode. Oh, yeah, we will. So if you want to have access to our monthly drunk dive episodes, then become a Patreon supporter. At any At level. Any level. $1 a month on up. You get full access to all of that content. And check us out on Patreon. It's a good all time. Right. It's a rip-roaring good time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rip Van Winkle. All right. Digging I'm into ch- this wine. Lucy, what is up? I'm so what is our background? And like, <laughs> I got to take, take a big swig. Okay. 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 So I wrote in my notes yesterday. First of all, I was writing my notes out on my porch. And it was like a mm-hmm. beautiful day. There were families walking their babies and like dogs covered and or children. Covered porch. <laughs> it's a cut co- or uncut. <laughs> it's a covered porch, <laughs> which is the closest I've come to a foreskin in my life. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> oh, speaking of, side anecdote within this anecdote. I know I've said this on the show before, but I have to say it specifically for this episode. Do you all remember when I had my high school boyfriend mm-hmm. and we had, had, we had had relations? I was familiar with what he was working with, and we were oh, no. talking about circumcision and foreskin, and I said I've never seen an uncircumcised penis before not even like photos of it at that point I was just like like we were googling it at Kenyon's house I remember specifically and he's like what are you talking about (laughs) I'm not circumcised and I was like honey yes you are and he's like what (laughs) he went into the bathroom to like scope it out after we googled he was unaware that he had been circumcised he called his mom to like make sure (laughs) oh no oh god okay yep so yeah yesterday i'm doing my notes beautiful day there's people around all all everywhere outside of my neighborhood and i am just gagging on my porch (laughs) (laughs) i was having visceral reactions to what i was googling you are such a prude Yep. yep I'm not afraid of dicks, and I'm not afraid of it. It's just when you're flooded with dicks for, like, hours on end, and they're, like, all flaccid dicks, and they're just, like, folds and stretching and, like, hygiene tips. Hygiene (sighs) tips. It's just, oh, my God. I mean, I I like this. It was a lot. (laughs) Well, you're disgusting, so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> That's very true. I am disgusting. Okay. So the technical term for foreskin is a prepuce, which Gross. I uh-huh, I had to Google how to pronounce it, not realizing that my computer speakers were turned all the way up. <laughs> and I was, again, sitting on my front porch with, again, children learning how to ride a two-wheeled bike right on my sidewalk. <laughs> and it just... Echoed through my booming voice. Prepuce. Prepuce. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. Prepuce, I should note, is also the word for the clitoral hood. Another Mm. disgusting term. Same word. Interesting. Prepuce. Yeah. It's just the. the, the, It's a skin skin sheath. It's a skin sheath. It's a skin sheath. (laughs) <laughs> His dick fell off. It's a skin sheath. <laughs> yep. Okay, so this quote is from healthymail.org.au. My favorite website. <laughs> Amanda's <Quote>. homepage. <laughs> I bought the Amandathoughts.com.doc. <laughs> Even for the internet, it's shocking. <laughs> Okay, the foreskin is a roll of skin that covers the end of the penis. When you're born, the penis has a foreskin. People who have been circumcised have had their foreskin removed for cultural, religious, medical, or aesthetic reasons. If you have a foreskin, it's important to look after it. Like it's a little Mm -hmm. rabbit. (laughs) Help us, the foreskin. Ugh. Mirthworm Jim. (laughs) (laughs) This means gently washing inside and outside your foreskin with soap and warm water daily. It also means daily. It it also means paying attention to any changes to your foreskin. If it becomes difficult to pull back, 
red, Ugh. swollen, or inflamed, or develops lumps, it's a yeah. good idea to see a doctor to make sure you avoid any long-term damage. Learn more about penis lumps here. <laughs> Which I just... Blue embedded link. Just kept in my nose. I oh, just, my God. I just... I was choked. I had wine in my mouth. <laughs> I just... So yep. much dick yesterday. So much internet dick. Okay. Thank God you don't have, like, a company computer. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. So, the foreskin is made up of smooth muscle tissue, blood vessels, neurons, skin, obviously, and mucous membrane. Yeah, she is. It is mobile, stretchable, and acts as a natural lubricant. So, Mm -hmm. it's just all wet up in there, which is why you have to rinse it out every day. Oh, okay. It has an opening where the glands or the head of the penis peeps out. Hello. Like a little <laughs> turtle. Yep. A little turtleneck. F- yeah. A Frenner, Freener, Frenner band, which is like the rim of the opening. Okay. It also has an inner layer and an outer layer. Fun it's fact. It's a little bit like a Chinese finger trap (laughs) actually if you go to the drive there's an image titled adult penis three which shows i see it very clearly yeah i see it i remember it well the pee hole is called the metus m-e-a-t-u-s and it it would like to meet us and an inflammation no the urethra is like the tube the metus Mm -hmm. is like the hole Interesting. And an inflammation of your metis is called metitis. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody was having a fucking laugh when they were writing Grey's Anatomy. I'm officially a vegetarian. (laughs) (laughs) I'm officially starving. I eat meat, but I do not eat metis. I definitely eat meatus. Oh, Jesus. Regularly. Okay. Hi, Mom. The foreskin (laughs) is connected to the wiener at the frenulum by a little membrane that, according to my extensive Google searches, looks like that little thing under your tongue. Mm -hmm. That, like, Mm -hmm. connects your tongue to your mouth. Yeah, you're welcome. The, The frenulum... Under your tongue grosses me out way more than foreskin. No, well, the I don't. No, hold on. Is the membrane <laughs> called the frenulum, or well, is you the, know what I'm saying? Whatever that thing is under your tongue, uh, over it, not into it. Yeah, the little the little thing is called the frenulum. But if we Google now knows what I've been googling lately, so the first thing when I type up from frenulum is frenulum of the Prepuce of the penis. I'm going to type under <laughs> the tongue medical name. Well, it's just Ew. attached to the part underneath the oh. head of the penis that like kind of goes up a little bit, like on the bottom side. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yep. Totally. So that's yep, where yep, that's yep, where the yep. foreskin is attached to the penis. 
as far as I understand, which is not very far. As far as your extensive research has mm-hmm. told you. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I was so close to just straight up watching porn to like get it. Whatever. Uh, I should have yeah, for that research. Many. I guess there's this probably its own category. Continue. Okay, so here are some slang terms for foreskin. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, this oh is my what I'm for. Are you ready? Gentleman's relish. I'm not ready. I'm so ready. Penis beanie. <laughs> <laughs> Cock dock, dick jacket, devil's umbrella, organzola, <laughs> ma- <laughs> magician's cloak. What? Dr. Kaforskian. <laughs> <laughs> Granny's chin. Scandinavian Ew. cement mixer. Ew. Oh, oh. Squirrel helmet. Ew. <laughs> Peeping Richard. And my favorite, Minnesota turtleneck. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I left out anything related to religion, but there oh. were a lot. And also yeah. anything that had to do with cheese. Because yeah. gross. Except for organzola. I let organzola so through. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Good call. S- squirrel helmet. I I think devil's umbrella is my favorite. <laughs> I love devil's umbrella. I also love granny's chin. <laughs> Scandinavian <laughs> cement mixer. Oh. Yeah. I didn't even understand that, but I hated it. Because well, it, it does it. kind of look like a cement mixer when flaccid. If that makes <laughs> oh, any sense. Oh, my God. I get it now. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got I, I got. I got to go. You're welcome. I got to go. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about circumcision. Yay. Yay. Are you an attacktivist, Amanda? Uh, like anti-circumcision? <laughs> yeah, they call it attacktivist. I, I don't take too strong a stance on it, but <laughs> if I were to find myself pregnant with a baby with a penis, I would not have it circumcised. Yeah. yeah. You just love I... that foreskin. Yeah, no, I don't think it's a necessary procedure, and I mean... I just no. I just don't have any interest in having. I have no any interest in making mutilation that, happening. I have no interest in making that decision at all. <laughs> yeah, this is the primary reason that I hope that I only have babies, babies with vaginas. With, yes, because Zach is Jewish, and circumcision is a tradition in the Jewish faith, mm-hmm. and. He feels strongly about it. And I kind of side with you, Amanda. Like, it's, yeah. I just don't, if you take care of it, if you clean it properly, then yeah, it's not, it's not hard. It's not medically necessary. You got to clean your cooch too. It's not like yeah. that. We teach weird. our children to clean their genitals. It's not that hard. I yeah. know. So I am also, it's complicated. Okay. Mm. Okay. Team Granny's Chin. So we're all intactivists. <laughs> intactivists. Team penis beanie. <laughs> okay. Magician's cloak. <laughs> Although here in South Africa, there's a huge public awareness campaign and like like major like public health campaigns to get adults circumcised. Why? Uh, in order, well, in order to. Um, stop the spread of HIV 
Mm-hmm. And okay. other sexually transmitted diseases, well, we'll but I'm get, sure you'll get we'll to get it. We'll get to that. So we can yeah. revisit in a minute. Um, okay, so circumcision. Babies and adults alike can be circumcised for various religions, cultural, religious, cultural, and medical reasons, as we said before. Mm-hmm. Complications arise in about one in every 200 baby circs, while complications <laughs> with adult circs are roughly 10 times higher than that. Most Whoa. of these yeah. complications are just like infections. That can mm-hmm. be cleared up. High though, for adults or for babies, kind or for of both. Both. One in every two hundred. I mean, I would kind of expect a, a relatively high rate of infection or inflammation, or you know. Yeah, I guess it would depend on how serious the inflammation is. Yeah. Complications is like it a very vague term. Yeah. Um, circumcising lowers your risk of UTIs, STIs, infections under the foreskin, obviously, because you no longer have a foreskin, and <laughs> penis cancer. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Didn't really know that you could have penis cancer. I guess it makes sense. It's an organ, but. Well, mm-hmm. and I I could see how that would make sense because if you have increased risk risk of like inflammation and infections, that means increased risk if you're not taking care of it of like potentially damaged tissue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess I could see that connection. Yeah. And now it's like, yes, there, it, this is complicated because yes, there are definitely like medical benefits to circumcision, but most of this can be avoided by like a proper hygiene and b proper sex education yeah, without right. needing to perform this procedure at all. Right. 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 There's really, I mean, wh- okay, we'll get to it because I have sense more knob laws. I have more about that. From a National Institute of Health article, quote, according to some health experts, the foreskin is the floppy disk of the male anatomy, a once important (laughs) flap of skin that no longer serves much purpose. But the foreskin (sighs) also has many fans who still claim who claim it still serves important protective sensory and sexual functions. I just Mm -hmm. like that because it likened foreskin to a floppy to a floppy because it used the word <laughs> floppy i mean i had to read it a couple times to like get what they were saying because i did mm-hmm. zero in on the word floppy mm-hmm. yep yep <laughs> uh according to the cdc rates and circumcision for babies are declining in the u.s from 56% in 2006 to 32.5% in 2009 these stats seem kind of low i am suspicious. So yeah, I have some, they do seem low to me. I have, I have some more stats also from the CDC, but over a wider time period that make a little more sense. So before I get to that, outside of the U.S., most Western European countries have about a 20% overall circumcision rate. And I believe, that, I believe that this applies to all people with penises, not just the rate of newborns being circumcised, which is mm-hmm. what the CDC gathers. Okay. Uh, Worldwide, around 30% of people with penises aged 15 or older are circumcised. 30%. That, these all seem very low to me. Interesting. Okay. Considering y'all have like never encountered an uncircumcised penis. I have. I have. You have. Okay. But he was European. So go figure. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I have only lived in the Midwest. (laughs) So. True. Yeah. I'm a world traveler. 
on that note, in the U.S., circ rates are higher in the Midwest with with around seventy percent, and the lowest mm. um, on the wet in the West Coast in the West region of the U.S. at around forty percent as of two thousand ten. And note again that these CDC rates are captured in hospitals immediately after birth. They do not reflect later circumcisions or those performed in religious places or like at a bris or something. Mm. Oh, okay. Every time you say Cirque, I think of Cirque du Soleil. And then I have to remind <laughs> my brain that you're talking about circumcision. I just hate now the word I'm, circumcision, so I'm, so I'm just saying Cirque. Now Cirque I'm just picturing little foreskins like leaping over and through like <laughs> hula hoops. They're all aerialist yoga acrobats. <laughs> you, you cut the foreskin off and your dick's just wearing like a sparkly leotard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> Um, also one thing that I want to note in my research, um, the, it's not extremely common for babies to get circumcised immediately after they're born. Uh, a lot mm -hmm. of children aren't circumcised until like up to the age of four. And that's because when a baby is born, it's penis and it's foreskin aren't fully developed. So they can't they can't always pull the foreskin back until, like, the kid's uh, a, a few years old. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So that might also be a reason why these numbers seem low because these are – the CDC numbers are, like, right, you know, right after the birth and also okay. in a hospital. So we can't rely on the CDC for facts about Cirque du Soleil is what I'm getting at. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Circumcision is one. Okay, so okay, so then I'm trying to think of like how the fuck am I relating this to forensics? Because I was kind of hoping that like remember when we had the fingerprint dudes on, mm -hmm. and they were saying that like your footprint is also unique, and also the patterns on a rat's tail or a dog's mm -hmm. nose are similar mm -hmm. to fingerprints. Mm -hmm. I was yeah. kind of hoping that like a dick print could be unique. <laughs> that would be, be amazing. Amazing. I know, and that's like not a thing. So, the skin is so smooth. I know. I know. Mm -hmm. And there are reasons why we have unique prints on our hands and our feet and not, let's say, on our forearms or our dicks. Right, 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 right. right. Okay. Okay, so as in terms of forensics, <laughs> circumcision is one identifying factor related to foreskin that could serve a purpose in forensics, i.e., was this person circumcised or not? Right. Yeah. It's also possible to have a partial circumcision or at least varying degrees of circumcision. Oh, we'll get to it. Oh, oh God. no. I'm so glad because no. I did not <laughs> seek to clarify that a whole lot more. <laughs> I definitely stumbled upon like several tiny, like tiny, small, small, short cases. <laughs> short, um, <laughs> stunted. Uh, I'm not trying to make fun Trimmed. of wiener length because your wiener length is not what's important. It's what you fucking do with it. But we'll get to wiener length too. Irregardless. Um, irregardless. It. I know it's my favorite fake word. I hate it. There, I did stumble upon a couple of different instances where like men literally whipped out their dicks in court to use as evidence <laughs> against yeah. like being, uh, accused of like sexual assault or like indecent exposure and it's like the dick couldn't have been mine i'm circumcised or not circumcised oh my God, i love it yeah 
Yeah. Pretty great. Okay. Not like that ep- beefy enough beefy it's, for me to do as a whole case, but it's like that episode of friends where Joey is auditioning for a role, but the character has to be uncircumcised. And he's like, <laughs> so Monica helps him find like uh, implements that he could attach to try to this pass is an episode of fucking friends. Yeah. You're missing out. It's a no, great show. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I hate friends. I'm sorry. I hate Whatever. Friends too. <laughs> it's a good, ep- I it's love a good you. episode. Um, okay, so okay, varying degrees of circumcision. Another might be piercings, and also what mm. type of piercing. Uh, there was this whole academic article about types of penis, uh, well, genital piercings. Um, and I read in that academic article that for those with a foreskin, you could have a double piercing that links one side of the foreskin to the other, effectively acting as a chastity belt. Yeah, You can't even it's pull ouch. it back. I wanted the nose piercing to ear chain really bad. And this is like the next level nose piercing to ear chain. It is. That seems so fucking unhealthy. You can't wash it up then if you can't even roll it back. Yeah, but you can unclip. Use a Q-tip. Oh, God. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We've, we've also got... Listen, I've seen people do crazy things to their dicks. I've seen tattooed dicks. You've lived I've seen a hundred lives yeah. when it comes I mean, to dicks. I've seen <laughs> and experienced a lot of dicks. You've lived a hundred dick lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shouldn't be talking about oh this. Oh, my God. Okay, so we've also Remember got... Remember when you wanted to run for city council? <laughs> And then we started a podcast and I was like, mm, nah. I forgot about that. No, at the time it was after the election and it was either oh, I'm going to focus on my political campaign or I'm going to start the most irreverent, inappropriate public shaming on myself podcast ever. Something <laughs> won out. <laughs> Pretty big. You could be governor of Minnesota right now. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I have way too many nudes. <laughs> Just floating around God knows where. I have like six if you of say them hello on my to me, I will right send now. you a nude photo. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take much. Your barista like winks. <laughs> he knew my name. Send him nudes. <laughs> he knows what your nipples look like. Oh my god. That's just because of that nippleless shirt that I always wear to Starbucks. Yeah. Moving on. I'm well aware. <laughs> All right. We've also got penile implants, which could Woo. be putting pearls, marbles, beads, or other shit into the penis through an incision. Yep. Uh, okay. This is often gang related and apparently a lot more common than one would think. I read it a happens full a lot in what? jail. It happens a lot in jail. Yeah, what? a lot. Yeah, yeah because there's like so, a ritual. They're so fucking bored. There's like nothing else to do. And then it's like, you know, a show of manlyhood. And then if and when they get out, then they're having sex with all these ladies. And the ladies are like, wow, you have a dice in your dick. That's so cool. Yeah. No one would say that, but yeah. It's a fucking oh thing. Oh my God. Also, newsflash, gentlemen, like, we cannot 
feel those kind of details. Okay, speak for yourself, because uh, I have definitely slept with men with pierced penises, and yeah, you can. Uh, <laughs> one of the articles... It got caught on my braces! One of the articles... <laughs> one of the articles on the implant... Okay, first of all, this implant thing is called purling. Yep. Not to be confused with, like, the knitting Curling. kind of purling. <laughs> 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 but it said that some some guys crotching crotching crotch. <laughs> I'm about five. to cast off. <laughs> okay. Oh God. Uh, some of them might put like a specific item or in a specific location so that it causes pain to people that they then have sex with, which is great. Up. So like sounds like a man. Yeah, this shit is actually really common and would be very handy in a criminal trial <laughs> involving the dick. I am not surprised that there are people who are into body modification and modify their penises. Doesn't shock me. Totally get it. But like gangs, it just I. I I think it has a lot to do with just sitting in jail for long periods of time and getting really fucking bored. And withstanding pain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, what else? Because the tattoos are passe, you know? Mm. It's like next okay. level tattoo. Okay. All right. So there is also always the possibility of identification through DNA since there's skin, hair, blood, and various fluids down in that region. Oh, and not to mention around 42 unique types of bacteria. Oh, they have their own <laughs> biodome. They have their so own like ecosystem, a All dick right. ecosystem. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to end with some fun, some fun penis facts because I can. And I'm really over the serious foreskin. Love Blech. it. Yep. Okay. It isn't uncommon for babies to come out of the womb with full-on tiny boners. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. How fucking disturbing would that be? I hate it. Oh. Also, baby dicks are so, they're so small. You could like barely even corn. notice. But I can't, uh, but, but, okay. Yeah. The International Journal of Impotence Research. <laughs> oh, dear. Published a study that found in part, quote, penile dimensions are significantly correlated with age, height, and index finger length, but not at all with foot size. Interesting. Index finger so, length. Yeah, look at the index finger. That looks... Mm. Wait, the index... Your pointer of, finger. Right. That seems... All right, we'll just correlate well, it don't with, look at so your not, own finger. My penis would not be that impressive. Amanda would have a <laughs> tiny little chubby <laughs> yeah. little penis. I have very she, little hands. With a little blue tip. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what to do with them, boys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're going to get so many emails. Yeah, I am. Um, most people with penises have three to five boners each night, mostly during REM sleep. Also oh known wow. As, I know. That's like a lot. Also known as nocturnal penile tumescence. Yeah. Scient <laughs> scientists. My new drag name. Mm-hmm. Gross. Tumescence. <laughs> scientists don't know for sure why this happens, but some theorize that it's to prevent bed wetting. Because if you oh. have a boner, you can't pee. Yeah. Well, I mean, not to brag, but I don't have a penis and don't wet the bed, so... 
<laughs> well, right. Okay. So Watch that out. actually brag. segues into this next comment. Just because women don't wet the bed any more uh, frequently than men do, some doctors also say that the penis needs to stay in shape. So it's necessary to get narbs now and then. Oh my God. It's narbs. a workout. <laughs> do you remember what a narb is? Nocturnal. No, a no apparent reason boner. Oh. Oh, I thought <laughs> I, I also thought it was nocturnal. Yeah, whatever. I got excited. No, that's I nocturnal got a penile tumescence. Oh. Boo. Nip. A narb was like a middle school term. Mm. Um, okay, so it's necessary to get narbs now and then just to keep your mm. dick in shape. And yep. actually, it's a fact that your dick will shrink if you don't get boners on the reg. Like Whoa. they measured it. If you go like a certain number of months without getting an erection, your penis shrinks by like one centimeter. Oh my, oh, that's wow. not insignificant. All right, no. well, there you go, everyone. Masturbation will prevent dick shrinkage. Yeah, yeah seriously. So Whack your wanker. Those nighttime, those nocturnal penile tumescence. Uh, occurrences come are in handy. Come in <laughs> handy. <laughs> We're idiots. Oh my god. Okay. So also on that note, if a man has trouble getting hard while awake, but he can get a boner in his sleep, then that suggests that his issue is psychological and not physical. Obviously. Oh. Okay. So that's one way that doctors can like determine what the fuck is wrong. Um, a sleep study, a nocturnal emission sleep study. <laughs> Gross. I would hate that. We've also talked about corpse boners before. Yeah, Episode we have. one. Uh-huh. So a death erection, also called angel lust. <laughs> oh, no. Or, or terminal erection can happen <sighs> moments after death. It usually happens after the person is hanged. And it has Blood also happened after um, a gunshot wound to the head, damage to a major blood vessel, and poisoning. So, like, any sort of... Is it like a of, pooling thing? Um, mm. If it's, like, a shock to... Well, okay, so the hanging thing was attributed to um, a lot of pressure on your brain. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of blood being sent up to your brain. And then um, the gunshot wound and the damage to the major blood vessels is just like a shock to your entire circulatory system. Mm. And I didn't really know. It, they didn't attribute the poisoning to anything specific, but it was just in the list. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. But the corpse boners we were talking about were like not just within a few minutes after death. It was like a couple days, right? Rigor mortis. Mm, I, I don't know. Yeah, okay, moving on. As far as penile fractures go, because you can break your dick, mm -hmm. uh, the most dangerous sex position is the woman on top or yeah, the par is. partner on top. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you're bouncing around up there. If you get enough air. Angles. I mean, Angles oh, yeah. are key. Yeah. I'm shocked I haven't broken anyone's dick. Uh, shocked. The day is young. That's true. I'm only 31. <laughs> It's only 2.30 p.m. <laughs> You're right. Let's wrap this up. Uh, I you, got some phone calls to make. <laughs> a, a lot of dicks are broken also by people falling out of bed with a boner. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Bad, bad way to wake up. Yikes. All right. That would suck. And my last wiener factoid, 
There is no normal angle at which a boner will point. So imagine a flaccid penis, and it's Mm -hmm. going up like 90 degrees, so it's like horizontal. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what you expect. But it mm-hmm. literally any angle within that 180 degree range, even straight the fuck up, is considered nor- straight normal. Down. <laughs> well, straight yeah. down is weirder than down. straight up to me. Oh my lord! And scientists yeah. say that a curve of up to 30 degrees is considered completely normal as well. Mm, I love a good curve. 30 degrees is preferable that's like a soft turn <laughs> in traffic you know what i mean yep at a five-way your, stop your blinker might naturally turn off <laughs> exactly that's a turn that's a curve in my book holy <laughs> shit your well, blinker might disengage <laughs> hats off <laughs> lucy hats <That> Magician's capes off. Squirrel you have uncovered off. a lot of facts about <laughs> boners. <laughs> oh my God, Doctor Kaforsky in his life. <laughs> it's so good. On that All note, right. let's hear a word from our sponsors. Woo! Life can be stressful between work, family, podcasting, everything in between. It's not always easy to find time for yourself, but it is so important to make your mental health a priority. Absolutely. So Talkspace Online Therapy makes taking care of your mental health more affordable, key, and convenient than ever before. Simply provide your preferences for therapy, and Talkspace will match you with one of 4,000-plus therapists the very same day. I can't even express how important that is. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people who just need to talk to somebody, and if it builds up over time, the problems just get worse. So with Talkspace, you can get matched with somebody almost right away, and they're, they are there for you. They can listen to you. My favorite part about Talkspace is that you can save your conversations with your therapist. So if you're having the same types of problems kind of over and over again, like <laughs> I personally do, mm-hmm. then you can just go back and reread their feedback. It's wonderful. You can send your therapist unlimited text, audio, pictures, or video messages from anywhere at any time on your phone. It is millennial approved. Mm -hmm. So Talkspace has more than 4,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges that we all face. To match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com and make sure to use the promo code GALS, G-A-L-S, to get your first week free and show your support for this show. That is gals, G-A-L-S, and Talkspace.com. Treat your brain. Treat it. Don't you just love warm alcohol? (laughs) Some hot (laughs) Pinot Grigio? Uh, 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 Maybe a nice flat Miller Lite? Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) What's happening? Mm -mm. Well, That sounds terrible, and Dylan, the founder of Brewmate, agrees. That's why he made it Brewmate's mission to shake up the beverage industry for the better. Mm -hmm. 
Brewmate has stylish insulated drinkware that is designed to keep your favorite beverages ice cold all day long. This is no joke. Mm -hmm. It really works. So whatever your taste in beer, wine, or spirits, Brewmate makes sure that every sip is the perfect chilly temperature. Mm -hmm. I love um, how many designs and styles Brewmate has to choose from. I mean, they've really got something for everyone. They have really great, like, more feminine styles, really great more masculine styles, everything in between. Um, Sparkles. Yeah, truly something for everyone. Um, I got a lot of stuff from Brewmate, but one of my favorite things was the Wine Solator uncorked gift set bundle Um, and that has the wine slater which fits a full bottle of wine and includes a silicone funnel for easy transferring also (laughs) they know us they get us us. I know Um, so that maintains the perfect temp for uh, over 24 hours it uh, you you can bring your wine on the go without worrying and keeping it chilled. You can take it like on a picnic or to the beach or to the playground. I'm just kidding. In those no glass areas, the playground. <laughs> um, so no more broken bottles or tickets for bringing glass into glass-free zones. And then that set also comes with uncorked wine glasses, um, which is the largest insulated wine glass in the world, fitting over half yes. a bottle of wine in one wine glass. So keyed in. Mm. They are keyed in. They get it. Um, And it comes with a (laughs) splash-proof lid, and there are 30 colors available. I got the Glitter Rose Gold set. It's sparkly. So pretty. It's amazing. It's, uh, it matches my wedding ring. I love it. (laughs) Um, It is the perfect gift for the stylish wine lover in your life. Oh, yeah. So do not settle for warm alcohol, people. Mm-mm. Treat yourselves a little better than that. Chill out with your favorite drinks all day long with Brewmate. So your first step is to visit brewmate.com and add the promo code GALS15 to get 15% off your first order. So again, that is 15% off your first order when you go to brewmate.com, B-R-U-M-A-T-E.com and add that promo code GALS15, that's G-A-L-S-1-5. Mm-hmm. Treat yo booze. Treat it. Are we ready? No. Never. No. <laughs> Literally never. <laughs> the answer has never been yes. <laughs> All right. On June 26th, 1897. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, no. A gruesome oh, no. discovery was found bobbing along in New York City's East River. Great. What? Everything in the East River is a gruesome discovery. (laughs) Everything. That is a sewage canal. An empty can of Pepsi. (laughs) Tab. Tab. A neatly wrapped package containing two human arms, each severed at the shoulder. Ooh, tight. Oh, my God. Amanda, Game of Thrones last weekend. Let's not. Let's not. Speaking of severed arms. So good. Oh, my God. All right. So just the arms. Um, An initial theory was that the body could have been donated to science and then illegally dumped afterwards because there was 
a preponderance of diploma mill style, like quote unquote medical schools at the time. Mm. So I became a doctor. <laughs> yeah, this was when like literally anybody could become a doctor. This is when you yeah. put goat balls into your own balls, right? Yeah. <laughs> Around yep. that era. In jail because you were bored. Oh, wait, I'm combining two different things. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Turns you know out the eras are not that different. You know what's um, happened. So, quote, uh, but the ragged, undoctorly cuts on the arms Ooh. suggested something more sinister. Oh, dear. Yowza. Um, and a suspicion confirmed, that suspicion was confirmed the next day when a matching sack was found in the woods <clears throat> of Harlem. This one holding a limbless and headless torso. Blech. Whoa. Where does the foreskin come in? Oh, it comes in. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Finally, the body's severed legs were discovered by boys swimming near the Brooklyn Navy Yard. Always. (laughs) Why would you swim in there also? Seriously. Well, 1897, I feel like you could. Yeah, there's so much Industrial revolution. So much horse shit. Lack of plumbing. Yeah. Um, all three grim packages were wrapped in identical red oil cloth, another nickname for foreskin, uh, with a distinctive Uh. flower design (laughs) on it and bound with the cord of a window shade. Sounds about right. So so they're like, okay, obviously these, these three sections of a body match up and they're all wrapped in the same shit. This is one body. Quote, the pieces began falling into place, literally (laughs) and figuratively. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) All right. News of the finds hit the newspapers, and the famous publisher William Randolph Hearst (gasps) jumps on the story and offers a $1,000 reward for information. So he's like, obviously, this is an amazing story, like... Get on it. The mystery soon kicked up a public mania in New York City with oh, lines. Love a good mania. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with lines of gawkers snaking out of the city coroner's office hoping to catch a glimpse of the remains. Can you oh, just people go were so in? bored before TV was a thing. Yeah. You can just Absolutely. go into a coroner's office. No, they were, like, waiting outside the door, like, with some belief that they would get to sneak a peek somehow. Hell yeah. I was there. There are so many puns related to foreskins in my notes that I did not intend. Great. Cool. Um, So, tips poured in. (laughs) (laughs) But actually, it was a newspaper reporter who noticed a key detail about the body. Quote, the suppleness of the disembodied hands reminded him of masseurs at the Turkish baths that he occasioned. Oddly specific, but okay. Good detective work. Oddly specific, but very Sherlock Holmes of him. So this was the crack in the case. Um, The reporter started digging around, and soon he discovered that one such, quote, rubber 
As in a masseuse at the bath. <laughs> Rubber. As in one who rubs. <laughs> yep. Uh, one such rubber, a German immigrant named William Golden Suppy, uh, supple Suppy, had Whoa. been. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Had been missing from his job at the Murray Hill Baths for more than a week. Uh oh. A co-worker who'd regularly seen Golden Suppy in a quote semi-nude condition almost daily. <gasps> Semi-hard condition. He knows what his dick looks like. Yep. Went to the morgue and positively identified the remains thanks to, quote, a small mark on the body. So was <sighs> his dick still attached to his torso? It must have been, yes. Wow. Also, more on this later, L-O-L-O-L-O-L. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So the reporter follows up on the lead and goes to Golden Suppy's apartment. And while the missing man was not there, the reporter did encounter his landlady, quote unquote, a fleshy mother of seven. Okay. <laughs> you just put that in, didn't you? <laughs> that was in the newspapers. But also, if anyone is a mother of seven, let's give them a fucking break. Yeah. Yeah. Also, but, fleshy shouldn't be the first descriptor you use. Right. Well, she was an interesting-looking woman. She was also a midwife and named Augusta Knack. There are photos on the drive. Yes. Let's see how, how much am I going to love really this was. woman? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm still an adult penis three. <laughs> Classic. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's fleshy. Mm -hmm. So landlady was perhaps a euphemism because Mrs. Knack was a married woman, but she was estranged from her husband and apparently living with Golden Suppy at the apartment at 339 Fifth Avenue. Okay. So they, they were living together in sin, quote unquote. 1897. So the husband... Herman Knack was immediately arrested on the theory that he could have been a jealous cuckold. Yes. Mm. Cockle. Um, Cockhold. Yeah. Cockhold. Yeah. Another pun. Hole. Another pun for foreskin. <laughs> um, but it soon became apparent that Herman was not a murderous mastermind because he was instead, quote, a slow-witted drunkard. <laughs> Great. Um, also, the couple had been separated for a long time, and Herman, Herman, was no longer interested in his wife's dalliances. So he was just like, mm. whatever, I don't care. Augusta, who was described as, quote, pleasant but repellent. <laughs> what? I want that on my tombstone. Pleasant, but repellent. I love that so much. <laughs> I was just like, what? Um, she was taken into custody, but when interrogated as to the whereabouts of her missing lover, she, quote, stated she 
neither knew nor cared where he was. Ooh. Get it. So, for a lot of reasons, she was totes suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time of her arrest, Augusta had a ticket on the next steamer ship bound for Europe. Aww. Like already in her possession. Jack Dawson. <laughs> yeah. $340 cash hidden in her corset, which was a shit yes. ton of money back then. And not to mention an array of weapons found in her home, including a carving knife, saw, and revolver, <laughs> all of which were covered in human blood. Uh-oh. <laughs> How could they know it was human blood? I don't think they could. I think they were oh. speculating, but they were deaf right. <laughs> <laughs> I like so. this fleshy bitch. I okay. like her too. <laughs> <laughs> Next t-shirt. I like this fleshy, <laughs> this fleshy bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, a barber came to police with a different tip. A client yeah. of his, <laughs> a client of his, a man named Martin Thorne, had confessed that he too was banging Mrs. Knack behind Ooh. Golden Suppy's back. Ooh, Uh-oh. banging the Knack behind his back. That's just oh. whack. That's whack. (laughs) Lucy just became the head headline writer for the New York Daily Post. Uh, (laughs) Low bar, let's be honest. (laughs) Amazing. Okay, so according to the barber, Martin Thorne, the other lover, had confided, quote, one night Golden Seppi came home and found me in her room. We had a fight, and I was so badly punished, I had to go to the hospital. He was bad. Punished. (laughs) Punished. Also, he might have um, lost his job for then showing up with two black eyes after this fight. Mm. So Mm. it might have been the dual thing of, like, getting beat up, but also losing his job because he got beat up. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, quote, I was determined to get even with Golden Suppy, and I purchased a pistol and stiletto for that purpose. Like mm-hmm. a heel? No, no. <laughs> I'm guessing not. I'm a, funny. But I don't know actually what it is. Okay. Yeah, it's Meanwhile, probably a knife. Wouldn't it make sense yeah. that that's a knife? I would it's imagine. It's got to be something pokey like that. Yeah. Meanwhile, Augusta... Continued to visit Thorne in secret behind Golden Suppy's back, and soon they cooked up a plot together. The couple lured Golden Suppy to a new apartment on the pretense of Augusta wanting to rent it. But Thorne hid behind the door. Quote, at the first opportunity, I shot him in the back of the head. We then threw him in the bathtub, and while he was breathing heavily, I cut off his head <gasps> with a razor. Oh, my oh, God. This is Sweetie yucky. Todd. And stripped the body. He beheaded him while he was still technically alive. Well. I then, oh, God. I then went to a store and purchased some plaster of Paris. Nice. And Time Mrs. to get crafty. <laughs> And Mrs. Knack went to another store and purchased some red oil cloth. 
like picture like um like an easy wipe tablecloth. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. 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 The head was covered with plaster of Paris and bandages and thrown in the river, and the other parts of the body were deposited in the places where they were subsequently found. So that head was still covered in plaster in the river? And missing. Yeah, it's like weighted down. Oh my god, that's so fucking gross. Yep. So Thorne is arrested on the confession of this, or like on the, you know, testimony of this barber. But to the police, he denies that confession and instead claims that when he arrived at the rented house on June 25th, Augusta Knack had already murdered William Golden Suppy and that all he did was help dispose of the remains. Mm-hmm. Okay. Classic. Augusta seems to have been a textbook, like, narcissist psychopath. Fleshy like, yeah. psychopath. Fleshy psychopath. She was not a great lady. She was described as amoral, intelligent, and manipulative. Fleshy. Fleshy. <laughs> Mother of seven. Um... <laughs> And in prison, she, quote, so ensorcelled her cellmates. (laughs) What? I've never heard that word, and I fucking love it. Ensorcelled. What does that even mean? Like she, like, put a spell on them. I'll put a spell on you. And now Um, you're ensorcelled. And now you're ensorcelled. So she so, this is hard to say when you're drunk. She so ensorcelled her cellmates that when they waited, that they then waited on her and performed daily chores that she set out for them. God, yes. This fleshy bitch is manipulative. I love this ensorceling fleshy bitch. So (laughs) ensorcel like sorcerer. Yes. Yeah, okay. Sorceress. Now we get it. Yep. Which, as my big fat Greek wedding would say, comes from the Greek sorcerer. (laughs) (laughs) Ensorcel me, you fleshy bitch. (laughs) Fleshy from the Greek fle. Meaning Meaning soft. (laughs) Meaning Windex. (laughs) I love that movie. Okay, so she lied so audaciously and routinely as to beggar belief, presenting to the press and public a series of ever-changing but always self-exonerating fictions. <laughs> I, I'm a fan. I don't right? even care. I stand this flesh, fleshy bitch. I do. <laughs> We've all um, been ensorcelled. Yeah, I actually don't. 120 years later. into thinking this case was about foreskin. Oh, I've been in foreskin. <laughs> Get to the foreskin. Get to the foreskin. <laughs> That's All a right. fleshy bitch, too, let's be honest. <laughs> okay, so she also, quote, once tried to convince Thorne, ostensibly her lover, to enter a suicide pact in the hopes that he'd kill himself first. Great. And, and, thereby, and thereby remove the only potential obstacle to her acquittal. Oh, no. But, 
So she was like, let's do a suicide pact when they were both in prison. And he was like, yeah. mm, no. Let he me guess. <laughs> he didn't go for it. <laughs> yeah. That's probably a good thing. No, I'm good. <laughs> All right. So Martin Thorne's trial was scheduled first, and despite the overwhelming amount of circumstantial evidence against circumcision him, evidence, circumcision <laughs> evidence, Circ against evidence. Him, there Circus was a evidence. <laughs> there was a high chance that he would be acquitted in a court of law because they didn't have any like real forensic evidence or eyewitness testimony linking him to this murder. At least that is until Augusta showed up to tense to testi- to testify against him. <laughs> testify. <laughs> testify against him, much to everyone's shock. Oh so my she God. claimed that Thorne had been the mastermind of the whole thing and that she only acquiesced under like threats of violence. Duress. So it's so yeah, so it's like a he said, she said of like who planned the whole thing versus who just helped dispose of the body. Mm-hmm. But Thorne's defense attorney was the quote vainglorious William F. Howe. A 300-pound English-born foppish dandy given... (laughs) Oh, my God. Foppish dandy is also a nickname for foreskin. Yes. (laughs) Given to grandiloquent oration, checked pants, loud (laughs) loud ties, and diamond rings on every finger. That's literally my aesthetic. Okay, Holy so shit. I'm picturing the captain of the ship in Pocahontas who has that yep. little pug. Yes, yep. yes, yep, <laughs> that's William F. Howe. Okay. I need um, this person to yep. be my boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> and apparently, <laughs> apparently he was a really fucking good attorney. Um, He was a veritable genius at manufacturing doubt amongst jurors and getting his clients off on technicalities. (laughs) Getting off. He, he, quote, once objected that a witness's name was hearsay because they heard it from their parents. Oh, my God. (laughs) I love it. Brilliant. And he'd gotten another (laughs) client acquitted of murder by arguing that her trigger finger had merely slipped four times. Oh, my God. (laughs) Successfully got her off. Oh, my God. All right. So amazing defense attorney. This is like maybe my favorite case ever. Okay. Uh, It's mine, too. (laughs) (laughs) So with Howe's help... um, like Augusta looks really terrible on the stand and things are looking good for Thorne. But then freak thing happens. A juror falls ill. Rural juror falls ill. Uh (laughs) And um, they apparently didn't have any alternates. So it was a mistrial and the whole thing had to start over. Is this your fucking mistrial, Kate? Were you confused? I should have done this for mistrials, but how no. often do you get to talk about foreskins, which is well, you the have next it yet. part. Are you ready? My yes. God, I'm really ready. 
So at Thorne's second trial, identification of the body as as really being William Golden Suppy, because it was the body was headless after all, um, became like the main point of contention because Howe was trying to sow doubt amongst the jurors. Mm-hmm. But Luckily, multiple co-workers of Willie Golden Suppy from the bathhouse. Willie yes. Golden Suppy. Uh, yes. I'm going to call every dick that from now on. <laughs> Willie Golden Suppy. So multiple co-workers went into great detail about <laughs> the dead man's unique attribute. Okay. His unusual foreskin. Oh, what no. What the fuck? In fairness, I could testify in court about Amanda's nipples. True. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I could identify either of you by your nipples. My unique areolas. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Quote from trial. Quote. <laughs> the most peculiar thing was his penis. Like, (laughs) where he was circumcised on the head of the penis, underneath from the head, he had a lump of skin hanging, which he could stretch. No. Quote. Like, they didn't fully detach the foreskin? Uh Uh-huh. Quote, I saw him stretch it at least two and a half inches. The co-worker testified brightly. Brightly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> my God. His dick had a little cape. Oh. Yes. A magician's cape. Yes. Yes. His dick had a mullet. But. Oh, party in the front. Or wait, party <laughs> in the back. <laughs> so when the coroner took the stand and attempted to steer the conversation to other identifying marks, like nope. fucking tattoos that he had and like really like normal shit, <laughs> the prosecutor cut in impatiently. Did you notice the penis? He demanded. <laughs> A couple times a day. Daily. <laughs> Did Interrupting you someone. Did you notice the penis? Did you put your name in the goblet of fire? <laughs> Did you Quote. notice the penis? Quote. <laughs> Quote. Yes, the coroner sighed. <laughs> I'm coming to that. Oh, God. Very peculiar penis. (laughs) This is a quote. A most peculiar penis. (laughs) The peculiarity consisted in the fact that the upper portion of the foreskin was absolutely denuded down to the body of the organ, leaving Um. no foreskin on top. But... A long, pendulous foreskin beneath it. <gasps> oh, oh. oh. Hate oh, it. No. I hate oh. it. The coroner oh then produced a drawing that he'd made oh, and held oh, it no. out before the courtroom. Is it on the drive? No, I wish. No. God damn it. I have a piece of paper to illustrate that with. 
Oh Thorne's defense God. attorney bellowed an objection. <laughs> <laughs> the galleries burst out laughing, and the weary judge had to step in. So the judge, oh, no. the judge blocked the drawing from the corner and said merely, "Describe it." Mm, I drew slowly. it. <laughs> Lucy is this corner. Thousand percent. Uh, I was getting there. <laughs> the coroner went on, albeit a little hurt that his drawing wasn't going to be entered into evidence. <laughs> These are quotes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Quote The under portion of the foreskin oh extended God. down very long, an oh. inch and three quarters in length. All right, I have a ruler. Oh. Basically two inches of just dangling, pendulous foreskin cape. That is from on my index finger, the middle knuckle up to the end is is an inch and three quarters. And it's dangling because they cut off the top bit. They cut off the hood. So then it's just the undercarriage. No. Jesus Christ. Finish the job. Yeah. The foreskin (laughs) in question had been (laughs) preserved in a one quart fruit jar and suspended in formalin, quote, looking much like small sections of tripe. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, was it the whole dick? Nope, just the foreskin. Chunks. Well, okay, so you just have the foreskin. Oh, it must have been the dick. No, it must have been the whole thing. must have been the whole thing. Yeah. (sighs) Could have been anything if it was just the foreskin. (laughs) Right, true. Could have been an eyelid. (laughs) 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 Could have been a Pringle. Oh, God. (sighs) Could have been a webbed toe. Don't defile Pringles like that. Okay. The decision to present testimony about Golden Suppy's foreskin, a.k.a. Willie's Willie, <laughs> especially in the presence of women in the courtroom, mm-hmm. but, also, but also in print about the trial, was controversial to say the least. Oh, God. 1897. Yeah. (laughs) I love... Shakespeare would have loved this, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? We have it all over this. (laughs) William Randolph Hearst defended the choice, stating piously, quote, to show crime in its vulgarest and most revolting aspects is to perform a service. Uh, shut up, William. <laughs> that's literally our livelihood. God bless you, William Randolph Hearst. Uh, I guess that's true. <laughs> All right. So uh, there's a lot more about the trial. Couldn't get into it. Focused on the foreskin. Um, but if you have time, check out the transcripts. They are like hundreds of pages long and absolute gems. Clearly. Like, Amazing. Okay. (laughs) Ultimately, Martin Thorne was convicted and sent to the electric chair at Sing Sing. Oh, shit. 
Augusta Knack was convicted of manslaughter and sentenced to just 15 years in prison, and she served even less time and was released in 1907. So I think she served like nine years. Wow. Cut short. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) So... The case of the, quote, scattered Dutchman, although he was German, so it was like Deutschman, whatever. (laughs) Oh, Deutschman. Truly embodied the sensationalist yellow journalism era of the Gilded gilded Age. My favorite era. Gilded Age, another pun for. (laughs) No, gilded. I like it. It's a stretch. (laughs) Of approximately two and a half inches. (laughs) Okay, so uh, this also launched the world's first tabloid wars between publishers William Randolph Hearst and Joseph Pulitzer. Oh. This was like the biggest case ever to hit newspapers. This case has everything. (laughs) Ludicrous headlines and eye-catching. Ludicrous is involved. Ludicrous headlining Coachella. Um, What you got in that bag? (laughs) (laughs) I have a foreskin suspended in four arms. (laughs) What you got in that fruit jar? (laughs) Oh God. Um, eye-catching front pages. So actually the first full-color newspaper photo ever Is was, the foreskin? was of the sack of body parts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> tell wow. us to go to the drive. Please tell us to go to the drive. No, I don't have that photo. I have some, oh, like, look on the drive sake. and see what there is, but I don't have that. Boo. Um, oh, my God. These pages were, were dense. There were reader contests, like, for identifying the corpse. Oh, my God. Uh, That's bad. There was, like, a very intense quest for, like, scoops. So Pulitzer's newspaper scored an exclusive interview with Augusta Knack. But then Hearst went even crazier and was, like, he bought the whole building that... Golden Suppy's apartment was in so that he could Weird. prevent okay. his tours. No, so that he could prevent his rival, Joseph Pulitzer's news, uh, reporters from getting into the building. Oh. Holy shit. He just bought the building. I love that. Um, he also, Hearst also poached Pulitzer's entire newsroom of reporters, like, lured them all away with better job offers. Twice. <laughs> no way. He so got fucking the whole newsroom, and Pulitzer had to start over with, like, hiring reporters. Twice. He's so fucking petty. I love it. <laughs> Um, And then Hearst also made a big show of hiring a boat to trawl the East River in search of the supposedly preserved head in, like, papier-mâché, like, whatever. Oh, my God. Wow. 
Yeah. Would it be preserved? Is plaster of Paris waterproof? Um, Kenyon made it very clear it's papier mache. Well, you first said <laughs> plaster of Paris. I don't oh, know. I know. I'm just making Whatever. fun of her for saying paper mache in such a douchey way. <laughs> oh, you're such a bitch. damn it. That's just one of God damn it. mache. Uh huh. Your hometown is, is Normandy, I remember. I forgot. <laughs> damn it. That's just oh one God. of those that. I think uh-huh. I'm first in French. Okay, never mind. Whatever. So they looked for the head, but they didn't find it. So anyway, obviously this case sparked the tabloid wars. And you know what? 122 years later, it's still fucking gold. Still I love fresh. it. Still fucking golden suppy. So it's the fresh. best. It's basically preserved in papier-mâché. It is so well preserved. <laughs> so that is my case for foreskin wow. forensics. Oh, Suck you really that. pulled it off. Uh, I pulled it out. Oh. And uh, you do you, you pulled it, you folded it back, you stretched it, you trimmed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. You got to know when to hold them. <laughs> Know when to fold them. <laughs> know no, when to walk away. Know when to fucking know when to run. run. <laughs> Do you, <laughs> you gotta see? count your blessings. Do you see now like why I, I called dibs on this table. case like three yeah, months it's the ago? the only one that exists. <laughs> only <laughs> you could have done that justice also in all mm-hmm. fairness. Very Thank you. true. That's a very, very Kenyan true. case. It really is. <sighs> I just feel so, I'm so amped up. All right. Uh, quick word from our sponsors. Yes, let's yeah, do it. Kenya needs a glass of water. Cold shower. I need a minute. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and that perfect gift for mom is already on your phone. Did you even know? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you can make those pictures on your phone into something beautiful and functional with FrameBridge. It only takes a few minutes to order. Just upload your photo and order it by Sunday, May 5th for guaranteed free delivery in time for Mother's Day. That is coming up, people. Mm -hmm. I gave FrameBridge as a Mother's Day gift to my mom last year, and it was hands down the best Mother's Day gift she's ever received. She was so excited. We picked out the frame for her art piece together over the phone, looking at the FrameBridge website. It was like a very mother-daughter bonding experience. She was... Wasn't it a very sentimental painting also that you had framed? Yeah, it was like a watercolor of like Provence that I think I had given her a long, long time ago and it had been unframed this whole time and now it got to be framed. She was so happy. So... Here's how it works. Just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo, or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. I've done it both ways. Um, It is safe mailing. My pieces have always come back in pristine condition. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very sturdy packaging. Uh, You can preview your item online in any frame style. That's really helpful. Um, You can choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers. So if you don't really know where to start or are feeling overwhelmed, they can help you out. 
The expert team at Framebridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece straight to you. Or they can deliver to mom in time for Mother's Day when you place your order by Sunday, May 5th. So that is coming up, folks. Instead of the hundreds you'd pay at a traditional framing store, their prices start at just $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, our listeners will get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use our code gals treat your mom yeah so order a custom gift for any mom in your life in minutes go to framebridge.com use that promo code gals you'll save an additional 15% off your first order once again framebridge.com use the code gals g-a-l-s once more for those in the back (laughs) framebridge.com promo code gals happy mother's day treat your mom HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. They really make uh, conquering the kitchen a reality with deliciously simple recipes. HelloFresh lets you spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping so you can get that time back to do more of what you love, like sleeping. (laughs) Absolutely. And eating. Yeah. More time for eating is probably the biggest perk of (laughs) HelloFresh. All meals come together in 30 minutes maximum, unless you're super slow at prepping like I am. But, you know, I just, I factor that in. (laughs) I'm enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Um, They also call for less than two pots and pans and require minimal cleanup. I love that fact Mm -hmm. about HelloFresh. And they've got three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family, with the option to switch between them for when your tastes change, Mm -hmm. your kids move out, finally, (laughs) et cetera. (laughs) I made a HelloFresh meal last night, and it was so freaking delicious. I switched it up. I normally get the veggie plan, uh, but this time I went for the classic, and I made sirloin carne asada tacos, and they come with this... Southwest crema that you just mix up. Some pickled shallots. Oh, yeah. I've never pickled shallots before. It turns out it's extraordinarily easy. So not only are you getting this amazing meal for up to four people, that's so much leftovers Mm -hmm. (laughs) for me anyway. (laughs) Um, you're You're learning new ways to cook. And they're also, some of these meals are just flexible enough where you're like, hey, I've got an extra half a lime in the fridge. I'm going to throw this in, which I did. Yes, I'm proud of myself. Nice. Good job. Ingenuity. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, that is so much money and so much food, Mm -hmm. go to HelloFresh.com forward slash gals80 and enter the promo code gals80 at checkout. So again, that is 80 bucks off your first month of HelloFresh. Such a good deal. HelloFresh.com forward slash G-A-L-S 80, gals80, and enter the promo code gals80 for that 80 bucks off. Mm -hmm. It is incredible. You won't regret it. Treat yo eating routine and treat your meals mother's day coming up quick people can't forget about the moms in your life and that is moms plural because if you're like the three of us we love each other as moms just as much as we love our own Mm -hmm. maybe not quite so much but like close close. real close (laughs) got a lot of moms in your life Mm -hmm. so if you're running out of ideas for mother's day gifts thoughtful little treats for all the moms in your life then you should check out Baked by Melissa's bite-sized cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Also, like traditional cupcakes can be a lot. 
Yeah. And you only get one flavor. That's my favorite part about Baked by Melissa's cupcakes. You get all sorts of different flavors. They are handcrafted and bite-sized. Mm -hmm. Baked by Melissa cupcakes are adorable and delicious. They're so tiny. They're just little bite-sized. You can have one in every flavor, and yes, you will want to because they are so delicious, mm -hmm. soft. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, the flavors They're are incredible. They're magical. Yeah, they've got unique flavors and seasonal gift boxes. So as you can imagine, this time of year, we've got Mother's Day 2019 special boxes. They come in like this really colorful, floral, happy Mother's Day box. And they have so many different flavors inside that are unique to these seasons. So for Mother's Day, one of the flavors or types of flavors that they include is called chocolate blackout. Yes, yep. please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chocolate cake. Some are stuffed with dark chocolate ganache. Mm -hmm. Hi. Icing made with Hershey's special dark cocoa powder, and they're topped with mini chocolate chips and rainbow sprinkles. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I mean, I can't guarantee that my mom's going to get this. <laughs> if it's in my hands first, she might not ever get it. But that said, they are easy to gift. Baked by Melissa offers one and two day shipping nationwide, guaranteed to arrive fresh and delicious. So remember, the last day for standard shipping for Mother's Day is Thursday, May 9th. Mm -hmm. That is one week from when this episode airs. You gotta get on get it. Get on it. Also, if you're worried about shipping cupcakes, don't be because the packaging is really smart and these arrive in like pristine condition. They're really great. My mom has yes. received them in the past and was thrilled. So this Mother's Day, send all of the moms in your life the perfect gift with Baked by Melissa. Go to bakedbymelissa.com today and use the promo code GALS, G-A-L-S, to get 15% off your next order. This is a special offer exclusively for podcast listeners, so make sure to take advantage. That is 15% off at bakedbymelissa.com. Use the promo code GALS. Treat the moms in your life with some sweet treats. Trade them. Are you ready to be sad? Oh, okay. Kenyon had to build us up, and now I have to take us all the way down to the pits of despair. It's an episode about pe about foreskin. Oh, I know. And I tried to find funny things about foreskin, and guess what? <laughs> There's only one criminal case. Yep. <laughs> and Kenyon nabbed it. So I'm punishing both of you with arguably like the saddest thing I've ever fucking covered oh, in my I life. I gave you euphemisms. What more you can did. I give? I have nothing left. Okay. So full blown trigger warning, really sad, and a child. Oh, God. Okay. Great. Yep. So Alahunti Fatunla and Sylvia Atiko lived in uh, the suburbs of England somewhere. I did not do geography because I was mm -hmm. too depressed after reading this story. Um, welcomed their baby boy, who they named Good Luck, on March 22nd oh, of 2010. One word. Yep. That's good luck. So cute. Like good luck, Jonathan. Yeah. 
Um, the couple are Nigerian, and per Nigerian Christian tradition, good luck was to be circumcised, and the procedure was scheduled for April 16th, about four weeks after he was born. Um, in their tradition, you can't circumcise the child until after, like, minimum eight days old, and they're typically done in, uh, like, in, in the home. They're not okay. done at a hospital. So the CDC would not have captured that data. Would mm-hmm. not. Unaware that this procedure could also be completed at a local hospital and covered by insurance, and also since that was outside of tradition, Mm -hmm. the couple enlisted the help of 66-year-old Nigerian nurse Grace Adelaide, who was recommended to the couple by a mutual friend. Grace was also a midwife and said she had carried out this procedure many times in a court document. She said she had done it over a thousand times. Wow. Wow. She was paid 100 pounds to do the procedure right there in their home. Around 5 p.m. on April 16th, Goodluck's father, Alahunti, brought Adelaide by car to the family home, and the nurse sent him immediately to get like some Tylenol, basically like the British brand version of Tylenol, mm-hmm. while she and the mother, Sylvia, uh, prepared for the operation. Once inside, Adelaide told the boy's mother to fetch some olive oil and a bowl, and a bowl of warm water, Um, And the child was stripped down to, like, just a shirt. Mm -hmm. Adelaide then brought her, quote, instruments out of her handbag and dipped a pair of scissors (gasps) into the water in a little, like, kidney-shaped dish. Okay, that doesn't sound sanitary. Nope. No. At that point, Sylvia closed her eyes. Yeah, basically. Good luck had no anesthetic or local pain relief at this point, and that is not how this should be done. Oh. Uh, are they supposed to give babies that kind of thing? You can give a child like at least a local anesthetic. Yeah, but when they circumcise babies, they don't they don't do that. I don't think. I mean, I don't know, but if you're cutting off something from There's a child with a be pair some of scissors or something, yeah, that's and why not it like hurts an intensely so bad, sharp. Well, yeah. I don't think they so, can do that. I'm doing that. I'm Googling it. We're I not talking about, we're not talking about like being put under. We're talking about yeah, like, like a local numbing. anesthetic. I understand yeah. that. And also babies, like surgeries and things are performed on infants all the time. So you can absolutely give them like anesthetic or put them under or give them pain medication. I don't know. It's just in like lesser doses and usually under the intense supervision of a doctor. Yeah, I don't know. None of us are doctors. Moving on. Yeah. Sounds anyway. sketchy as fuck. Okay. By the time Sylvia opened her eyes, the operation was over. She could see the foreskin between the blades of the scissors. Oh. Adelaide then cleaned the wound with cotton wool and applied a bandage. The boy was crying throughout and the wound was bleeding, but Adelaide told the mother that this was normal. Oh, God. Oh, God. Grace left their house about 40 minutes after the procedure, and the money had been handed over without giving proper post-op care or checking on the baby afterward. Later that day, the parents found the bandage had come off of the wound, and Goodluck's diaper was full of blood. No, oh, honey, no. Oh. Scared oh, no. and not sure what to do, Alahunti and Sylvia called Grace. She assured them that the bleeding was normal and, quote, not a problem suggesting they simply change the bandage and the diaper and, quote, apply olive oil. Olive oil? Are you supposed to stitch it up after? I don't really understand. Modern procedures, yes, there are dissolvable stitches. They're supposed to stitch. But this is done in a home by somebody who does not seem to be a professional. 
Uh, well, she is a nurse. Well, she did pull scissors out of her fucking but purse and rinse she's them just, off. Yeah, she's not. I, I don't know what the fuck her deal is. Mm. Uh, still concerned, but reassured by Grace, they followed her instructions and put baby good luck to bed. Around 720 the following morning, an ambulance was called to the home. Tragically, by the time an ambulance arrived, no. good luck had died of blood loss. Oh, my, oh my God. God. There was a hospital located about a mile from their home. Oh that they could have done this procedure at. What Grace was arrested. What did hmm? she cut that caused it to bleed like that? Well, if you're cutting in a sensitive area with a lot of fucking like blood source and you're doing it with shears, she probably nicked something. And for a uh. baby, there's like a very small amount of blood loss that can lead to death because they're so little. Yeah. Good. That God, like they that's... can bleed out so much easier than an adult can. Obviously they have a lot less fucking blood. Yeah. I wonder so, if like they have a not a good hemoglobin system. Well, and, the th yet. and the threshold for blood loss is just so much less than a, an adult person that they don't, have to lose much for there to be serious issues oh my god Ugh. yep um grace was arrested and charged with manslaughter shortly thereafter quote the allegation essentially here is that the care she provided in the course of that procedure was so bad that not only did it cause the death of that young baby wholly unnecessarily but it amounted to gross negligence and a crime and this is adrian darbyshire, darbyshire. Uh, who is like uh the brit uh prosecution attorney basically mm -hmm. in court sylvia said she had never met adelaide before and that she was recommended through a family friend and her partner um alahunti alahunti who made the arrangements and brought adelaide to the house uh so the prosecutor darbyshire this is like all from court record is asking sylvia on the witness stand quote did she ask you any questions about your personal medical history no she replied yeah like did she what ask if you they had why am I blanking? What's the disease where you your blood doesn't clot? Hemophilia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What if they were hemophiliacs? Well, I that's mean, why I said about maybe babies don't have a lot of hemoglobin to like yeah. clot the blood. That's I don't very know. possible. Yeah. Um, did she ask you any questions about Good Luck's personal medical history? No. Again, she replied. She just said she was going to do a circumcision, but did not go into details. Good luck was sleeping in his cot in the living room and the operation was to take place on a low table in the living room. Sylvia was told by Adelaide to fetch a cloth to put on the table along with the child's bathing bowl and some water. Adelaide then stripped the boy to his vest and laid him on his back on the table. At this point in her testimony, Sylvia burst into tears. She's obviously fucking devastated. Yeah. She said she sat at one end of the table holding the boy's hands with his head close to hers. She said that she said Adelaide sat at the other end and took a steel kidney shaped dish out of her handbag along with a pair of surgical type curved scissors, cotton wool bandages and a bottle of liquid. Probably None of this is like olive oil. Yeah. Sterilized. It's not like individually wrapped. It's just like a bunch of shit in like her knitting bag is what it sounds like to me. I don't know um, if if I do have a child with a penis, if I will acquiesce and be okay with circumcision, but I know for a fucking fact, I will not be able to be there for it. No, fuck no. And like do it at a hospital. I understand that yeah. like a bris is also Jewish tradition and I'm not trying to poo poo that. And like, 
I get it, but also you and these horror stories are so rare, but I feel like it only takes hearing mm-hmm. one to be like, no, I'm not taking that risk. That's too scary. The bris also has become like it's a little bit more orthodox, like super reformed Jews don't mm-hmm. don't mess with that shit. They're just like, yeah, hospital's good. It's fine. I just wouldn't want any kind of sharp object to come near my infant child that wasn't in the hands of a medical professional right. in a hospital. Right. Uh, I don't know. Um, so the prosecution continued asking, had he been given an anesthetic or pain relief at this point? No. Sylvia replied. She said, I could close my eyes if I could not bear to look. And she did. She said about a minute later, Adelaide told the boy's mother, she could open her eyes again. Prosecution continues. When you opened your eyes, what did you see? Sylvia said that his skin had been cut off and was hanging in between the scissors. Good luck was upset. He was crying. Yeah. Uh. Adelaide then used cotton wool and brown liquid from the bottle, which the witness took to be iodine to clean the wound before the nurse used a white bandage to wrap around the cut and put the boy's nappy back on. Um, How were you feeling? Asked the prosecution. Sylvia said, I was feeling the pain that he was going through. She said it was normal that, It was a normal thing and he would calm down. She said, I should breastfeed him to calm him down. Um, Adelaide then gave the boy some like baby Tylenol and told the mother to give him another dose in four hours time and showed her how to rebandage the wound before leaving the house around 40 minutes after arriving. Um, Prosecution asked, did she say anything about possible complications or things that could go wrong? Sylvia said, no. Any warnings about a danger sign bleeding um, to how much was normal or abnormal? Sylvia said, no. Sylvia said Grace told her it was normal for the wound to bleed and it would stop. And these people, this is their first baby. They have no fucking clue. Yeah. Um, but late, I mean, I, and it, I'm not like absolving the parents of all responsibility because obviously like, but it's a bewildering time. It's a bewildering time. This is a traditional, uh, like act. Yeah. They've, they've been having this done to people around them. They're, presumably their entire, their entire lives. lives as part of their cultural traditions. Yep. I wouldn't really second guess much of this if I were in their position. Either. I would, I honestly wouldn't either. And like they are Nigerian and, and were recommended this Nigerian nurse by a Nigerian friend right. who said that she had performed these, this exact procedure over a thousand times. Right. Right. Like if, if the tradition is important to you, I, I mean, I would probably be on board with it. I I don't have traditions like this that like I am that I, that I hold dear. So I I can't really identify too strongly with them. And I I don't know, obviously there is some onus of responsibility on the parent as well to make sure that these people who are fucking with their kid are well vetted. But I also like, I get it. Right. It's just a really sad, sad, fucked up situation. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Sylvia said grace told her was normal that the wound would bleed and that it would stop. But later that evening, she became concerned about the bleeding and called Adelaide on the phone. Uh, Sylvia says, I told her that the nappy was full of blood. All I can remember is she just said, it's normal for him to bleed. She just said, change the nappy and put the bandage on and put some olive oil on it. Yeah. So she just clearly has no clue how much it's bleeding. I guess, or it's just like, fuck it. I don't care. You know, either way. Mm-hmm. So she was a certified, um, like real nurse. Everything that I read was in every different publication, including the Huffington Post, was referring to her as a nurse. 
at which I don't believe they would do if she were not a registered nurse, or they would at least make it clear that she was not a registered nurse, but was like referring to herself as a nurse. But every publication straight up called her a nurse. Crazy. So I assume she was actually a nurse, like a certified nurse. Mm. Um, in the middle of the night, Sylvia changed the baby's nappy again and again found more blood. She said her partner, she and her partner contemplated whether to call an ambulance, but the boy seemed to settle after being fed. So she breastfed him again he and might he seemed pretty calm. Slipping into unconsciousness from the blood loss, but they it's just right. very falling asleep. Very possible. And I know just that, like I know that you said he bled to death was the cause of death, but if mm-hmm. I mean you're just putting a diaper on him. That's like serious infection land without any yeah, sort he, of proper sutures. Sounds, sounds like he but didn't he even died have within, time to get infected. He didn't even make yeah. it a day. He died within like 12 hours. But my hours. point is, even if he hadn't bled out, right. like that's the just unsanitary. for a procedure like this was obviously yeah. not thought out. That's why I'm just um, questioning if she was a fucking nurse, because this yeah, just I seems don't know. So, so janky. It's mm. not good. Um, in the morning when feeding good luck again, he was unable to swallow and milk was coming out of his nose. This is when they finally called an ambulance. And well, we already know how that ended. Um, Grace had claimed that there had been quote, no problem when she left the infant and that his parents had been pleased with the operation. Of course she said that. Good luck's parents said after sentencing, quote, not for one minute did they think the procedure would cause him any harm. In a statement, they described his death as having as having a nightmare that we could not wake up from. I can't even fucking imagine. Oh, my God. The sadness we feel does not seem to ease. We have now just grown to live with the pain of our son's death rather than it subsiding. Yeah, like, this is like losing a child is so unimaginable and mm-hmm. horrific. But then losing a child based on a decision that you made Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, this is yeah. Ugh. It's like it like makes me sick to my stomach. With like no and, forewarning <clears throat> or clues that 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 would kill your child. Because right. again, it's I this mean, cultural just, thing. Yeah, you're following with a tradition that y- you know your partner was, and uh, also just like a lot like of babies get done when he was a baby. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, they're circumcised every day. It's Ugh. just wild. Um, and now I barely know how our court system works, let alone like the British court system. But Grace was found guilty of manslaughter, which in the U.S. means like unintentional, yeah, almost like accidental murder. death, but it's still your fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was sentenced to 21 months in jail, which all the articles I read said was suspended for 24 months. But here's what's confusing. Um, the main article that, out of the UK that I was reading about this said that this essentially means she's not going to have to go to jail. It kept saying spared jail Does because that mean they suspended she was... the sentence longer than the actual amount of the sentence. So basically uh... she was like kind of paroled. Like I know she was given a six month overnight curfew and a 12 month supervision order that was carried out, but I don't think she ever actually saw Jail time. jail time in a jail. Do you think oh. she was just being held during the trial and then the trial lasted more than 24 months? So then they count that as a yeah, like time, time served. served. It's possible. I didn't see how long the trial was. I don't think this trial would have taken two years. 
Well, Brits, I, let us know what the fuck that means, but it does yeah. sound like she did in not the US, serve time. It, yeah, in the U.S., I feel like a suspension, or is it delay of sentence? A stay and of... Sus- a stay of... A stay uh, or something whatever. like that. It, and maybe a suspension is like... It, it's I don't know. removed essentially, but yeah. So she never actually went to jail except for like when she was arrested initially and Jeez. she was released on bail and like dirt for, you know, during the trial she was out. So, I mean, I, I don't really feel like justice was served, but I'm hoping at least that this person is not able to conduct this procedure ever fucking again. And if Uh, they are like a registered nurse that they have been stripped of all of their licensing and they're not allowed to even go near medicine because this is so fucking like negligent and shitty. I just pulling the scissors out of her purse and dipping them in water. Yep. And then aftercare is put olive oil on it. I don't fucking think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's 2010. There are better yeah. ways to care for your children at that point. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like we're doing this at the time that Kenyon's case was mm-hmm. carried out. Like we mm-hmm. have the technology, even with an at-home procedure that is like part of a tradition or a ritual to make it safe. Mm. You don't have to bring your fucking sewing shears and potentially make a four month old bleed to death. Uh, uh four week old. Yeah, sorry, four week old. Yeah. Uh I cannot. Anyway, oh don't circumcise God. your kids. There. I'm taking a no. strong stance. This is it. <laughs> People is do it. things for many reasons. I am not taking a stand publicly on that. That's <laughs> I am deeply conflicted. Uh, Free the nipple, keep your foreskin. Are, I'm here for there it. There are reasons for both. We are not here to condone one or the other. Moving I'm on. Don't send us this emails. Is just or my if you opinion. do, only my they're opinion. straight to Amanda. Yeah, <laughs> they're straight to the Derek folder. I don't care what anybody else thinks about circumcision. I do not want to circumcise the children I'm never having. Okay, and that's my case. All right. Well, that thanks. <laughs> Horrific and horrific. Uh huh. All right. Special thanks <laughs> week <laughs> to our fan picker, John Linehan. John, oh. I mean, I hate you you're, and I love you. Wow. Just, just hats off, John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hats, jackets, mm-hmm. foreskins, everything. Turtlenecks, beanies, oh, Minnesota turtlenecks, helmets. Thank you, Kendra Schmucker. You're sweeter than a jar of jam. We're Kendra gonna Schmucker. Pucker up, Kendra Schmucker. <laughs> Schmucker up. <laughs> Thank you, Brendan James. You sound like an accountancy <laughs> firm, and I'm here for it. <laughs> you do sound what? really smart. <laughs> You're gonna grow up to be an attorney, Brendan James. I love it. <laughs> Shout out to Callie Roser. Ooh. Roser hardly knows her. <laughs> Incredible. Okay, this came with a pronunciation guide. Here we go. Chelsea Primau. Nope. Pr- Primau. Mo. Primo. Primo. Nailed like, it. Like mow the lawn. I got it. Now I got it. Um, 
thank you for your $5 donation. And they would like to shout out their little sister who is a convert to the coven, Camille. Gateway Camille, gal. Camille, the coven gateway convert. Gateway gal. Chelsea's the gateway gal. Shout out Chelsea and Camille. We really one promote you one. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. We're happy to promote you. <laughs> Karen, or maybe Karen Burns, we are burning up for your love, Karen we're or Karen. We're burning, we're burning, we're burning for you. <laughs> Thank you so burning much. Burns. And Zoe Holland, holla at your girl, Zoe Holland. Thank you for your $5 <laughs> a month. What up? Mm. Remember when I, I thought the name could be Zoe and you made so much fun of me, Kenyon? Did I? <laughs> yes, because Zach's sister's <laughs> name is Zoe and it's spelled this way and I thought it might be Zoe and you just gave me a lot of shit for it. <laughs> well, you well, were wrong. Moving I on. I like Zoe. <laughs> Whatever. You know who else I like? Riley Norman. You're not normal and neither are we <laughs> you <laughs> go outside the norm and donate five dollars a month oh you did thank you <laughs> so dumb. nailed it oh uh, lauren day we are the night to your day lauren day basking day, in man. the sunshine of your five dollar a month donation thank you so much lauren love it and thank you meg no last the name meg the Meg. Um, <laughs> the we are Meg. mega grateful. Thank you. Mm. Alyssa Arvin, I'm not starving because of your generosity <laughs> of spirit and finance. <laughs> That's like a solid like burrito a month. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, me. Lindsay yep. Underwood. I'm gonna you can do this. lie down under your wood. No. <laughs> kind Just of make like a carry the underwood skin. The foreskin talk in my case you, is under wood. Talk about how you dug your keys into the side of his pretty little souped is up four wheel drive. Is that carry underwood? Yeah. yeah. Oh, all yeah. right. Uh, that. Before... Good we job. cheat. Thank you for <laughs> your five. Whatever. Moving on. Thank you, Lindsay. Incredible. Thank you to Associates Anonymous. Ooh. Okay. This is a new podcast hosted by our friend Zachary, who is a Coven member. <gasps> and it's all about working in like retail and <gasps> the service industry. Associate sales Associates. Yeah. Oh, yes. real good. Oh my God. And I, I will be submitting a listener story on an upcoming episode. So you're going to want to go follow oh it. Oh my God. Hell yes. Yeah. I was a sales associate for many yeah. years. Anyone who's worked in the service industry mm -hmm. or any kind of retail needs to fucking listen to this show. It's great. Oh, mm -hmm. my God. Incredible. So good. Uh, Kia Labracki. Uh, Kia Hardly Noah. Thank you so <laughs> much for your $5 a month donation. You are a sporty little souped up four wheel drive, Kia. You're the Kia to my soul. <laughs> Nailed it. You are a sporty little souped up four wheel drive. 
<laughs> I will carve my name into that leather seat. <laughs> you know, I did take a Louisville slugger to both to headlights. Both headlights. <laughs> Scra- <laughs> slashed a hole in all four tires. <laughs> on my workout playlist i love that song oh it's my so god good. i need a workout playlist i need to work out okay <laughs> you also need to say the next name on the list here's the audio audio nope, nope. You, you skipped, skipped one, one. <gasps> katie heron lucy oh, is like katie oh, heron misspelled Caddy. Caddy. Why are you white? I'm just, kidding. just I don't people know why they're white. white. <laughs> <laughs> Candy Heron, thank 14. you so much for your five dollars a month. I love Watch it. out for buses. We love you. Mm-hmm. And Kirsty Audio, Oshio, mm. uh, um, we are You're giving us speaking. surround sound. Yeah, mm. we are speaking to you via audio recording right now. Thank you so much for your donation. <laughs> I love it. So and thank you to Alma Teesmeyer, whose birthday go. is on May 9th Ooh, and is the up. hot tea to my smire. To my random leaves. You make yep. us smire. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I want to smire you on a bagel and eat you up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with consent of course yeah of course happy birthday uh thank you to sydney plus who has increased mm. their pledge from two to five dollars a month helpful hint you can do that yeah, yeah. uh sydney plus will plus. you be our plus one yes you'll <laughs> be our plus one plus don't forget about us <laughs> thank plus you so don't forget about me <laughs> Oh, oh, Sydney. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Oh, Kenyon. is it my turn? Oh, I thought it was your yep. turn. Alexis, David. <laughs> you want <laughs> David. David. Um, Alexis, uh, I want to Is kicking off our $10 a month. Shit's Creek with you kicking off our $10 a month, getting that fucking patriarch in my glass. Got it. Uh, Sarah Angel. Girl, you're my angel. Mm-hmm. You're my darling angel. Mm-hmm. Could be ten dollars a month, baby. Well, that doesn't fit with the song, so it's angel. <laughs> Thank you for your donation, you absolute fucking angel. <laughs> All right. Thank you to Lana Norris. Mm-hmm. We will not ignore your donation. Mm. Thank you, Lana Norris. We, Lana, thank you so much. <laughs> yes, we, Lana, thank you. <laughs> thank you for helping me out there. And thanks to Jacqueline Ray. You are a ray of sunshine, and mm. I have Jack else to say. Thank Damn you. Damn right. Thank you as well to Meredith Willis. I'm assuming the close relation of Bruce Willis. Tell Bruce we say hello. <laughs> Tell him to listen to our show. And Tell thank him you. my grandmother-in-law has a life-size cardboard cutout of him in her living Holding room. Holding a brisk iced tea. <laughs> that campaign is from the 90s. Amazing. Anyway, Meredith, we will issue the best of days. <laughs> Thank you to Isabel, who has increased 
oh god excuse me their pledge from five to ten dollars a month to get that free fucking patriarchy flexible wine glass isabel yes. you is a bell you ring our bell thank every you time so much i have to sign up for like a like an email address at a online store that i don't actually want the updates from you but use i use the name to isabel. sign up i use the name isabel penberthy oh my god <laughs> Mine was something weird. It was like Sally Starza. I don't remember. I have one of those too. Yep. Yep. All right. Regina Bishka. (laughs) Shout out to Lauren Johnson. Mm. We want to cover you in praise, Johnson. And you're going to be getting some (laughs) trash in the mail, you sweet. Sweet Johnsonville broad. Yeah. A trash queen, you. Mm. As is Kim Charlton. Charlton. <laughs> Charles in charge. You increase their donation from $1 to $15 a month. You gonna get some dusty trash. Trash, trash, trash. Trash break. Trash break. As is <laughs> Melanie Davis, our other trash queen. Mm. Melanie. Uh, hey, it's Miss a Davis. Felony. Yeah, Melanie, you're committing a felony. You're so generous. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Is it my turn again? Go Canyon. Yes. Oh. oh my god. All right. Um, Allison, I have to do this. Allison Basehor. Which oh my god. She did tell us is pronounced Bayshore, but she also told us to just have at it, and it is oh. literally spelled base whore. Incredible. Ooh, that's like bottom bitch. You're my base whore. Mm. It is, I think, her married name. Thank you, Allison. You're Bayshore. amazing. Allison mm. Bayshore. We want to sell seashells by your bay shore thank you for your you sure are generous 25 dollars a month send us your episode topic pick thank you love it and last but not least if you are like all of my ex-boyfriends and have a fear of commitment you can make a once-off donation on our online store wineandcrimepodcast.bigcartel.com as did laura and kamakis kamakis uh, can make me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. That $10 once off is going to buy us, like I like to say, at least one order of mozzarella sticks. Thank yep. God. You can God make bless. it all worth it. Thank you. Mm. Talk to you See next, you next week. week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kali Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. Most importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support and get a shout out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Cheers!